0: Welcome to Lose the Gut Podcast. It's the only podcast you'll need to have the information to lose the gut and get asked the first time in your life. I can help you do this by teaching you through mindset, nutrition, and training because these are three core fundamentals that you'll need. So let's go dive into today's episode. All right, welcome to Lose the Gut Podcast. They were talking about how to work back into your workouts, like after having COVID, a few days, like is a certain set effort. Should I go all in right away? Is drinking coffee or espresso good or bad? Sometimes I get bored playing water and look for something that's flavor. I'll use some hydration, vitamin drinks, or something. I'll look for some other options. How to deal with a stressful environment. The reasoning behind macro weeding throughout the day. When should you be eating what portion and why? Picking different types of food and why. So let's get dive right into the first one. Working back into your workouts, let's you stay after a You have COVID and all that. Should you just go 100% right away? And I would say you want to go about like the 80% right away itself. Now going hundred percent literally training to that failure itself, you might not be able to literally just like mentally or physically. And that's more of that reason, kind of why over there. So giving that true full hundred percent effort, especially getting back into a sickness over there. And if it's like a couple of days, yeah, you could definitely train harder. Now, if it's, you know, a couple of weeks, which is you're sick, which will be happening you definitely want to give it a little bit less effort in that sense, maybe like a 65% and of work your way back to hundred, but generally you do get back to workouts. not going to be that long of a span itself. Like I mean, I'm thinking like one, actually those couple of days, wasn't feeling so well, I'd say three days overall last day, definitely had to take a rest day itself, to actually line up my schedule, but I did not want to get away sick. And the after pretty much went back to the gym, I'd personally give out an effort because it wasn't very, you know, Hard on me itself overall. Depends how sick you were too, as well. Why I 100% effort, well, was not my 100%, my true normal. I would say when I was like 100% of what I could push at the time. So that's why I give it like a relative of like a 90% overall. That makes sense. So, you know, overall wise, if you give it 100%, it's like all the way up there, really truly pushing it. But when I get back from sickness wise and I say I'm giving it, overall, it's more like a 90% in general comparison to my normal states, just because I'm not able to push as much on the weight side of things. And mentally. so hopefully that kind of makes sense over there. So basically, you do want to push it and you really do want to push over there. But the way you do push it is probably not going to the extent that you normally push it. All right. So that being said, if you are sick for a longer period of time, though, like a week or two weeks, definitely want to taper yourself into that one a little bit more like your first workout day. You have like 70%, 65%, next work of day 80 and 90 and 100% on your fourth work of day. You're right back at it. So that's how I kind of approach it on that kind of sense. Just because you aren't able to push that full 100% true effort of your normal comparison. So I kind of always like to compare it to your baseline standard over there. All right. Is so your coffee expressly good or bad? Coffee is actually great. Especially a weight loss setting It suppresses your appetite. That's make you pee a lot more too as well. So, especially black coffee. Definitely drink a lot of that when I'm in prep. Bodybuilding shows. I drink that's like the only thing I actually drink. if I go to coffee shops because I don't want, you know, a lot they or don't want their mocha. Well, actually, I do want them a little bit more. I like the flavor more. But I stick with the black coffee just because I know it's zero calories. I'm not going to ask like it's not going to fuck with my calorie intake and all that sort. So, I just stick with the black coffee over there. and It's great. It could definitely kind of help especially a weight loss kind of setting in terms of mitigating your hunger levels, right? That's actually something that I found out after taking black block I coffee, my first time I really started drinking him, back in like 2018 from first prep. Before that, I think I had a coffee like once in my life. And that's like when I was, I don't know, like nine and I spit it out because it was gross. <laughs> I remember I was like at yeah. the brick at one of those furniture stores, the coffee machine and I tried it and even put like t- whole sugar cubes in it. I still spit it out because I thought it was nasty, but one of those things where you as get old if you like it. But nonetheless, coffee espresso can be great. Obviously, if you're overdoing it now in the afternoon or evening, fuck their sleep over there. So I like to taper off my caffeine or cut it off personally. I like 3 p.m. and I sleep pretty much around like 11 p.m. over there, so I have like that buffer window of like eight hours before I go to bed or I just cut it off completely. Otherwise, I personally do feel it with my sleep and have a hard time sleeping so that's me personally if i go that kind of route i would take a non-steam work pre-workout. if i work out in the afternoon for whatever reason not going kind of aspect like maybe it's a buddy that wants to work out in the afternoon i say yeah otherwise i always train more in the morning so hopefully that makes sense now yeah, if you get bored of plain water because that's the second part of the question something that flavor like bca is flavor i used to abuse a lot of that just drink more water because i love the taste of it EAs are great too, as well, for that. That's something I personally drink, especially during my intro workouts, because, well, I am technically still sponsored by Easter Labs and they have that, our EAs, and it tastes amazing. So I like that. But I was also drinking a lot of that stuff, even like if I have a craving at night, here's something sweet, I would still drink that. But yeah, those are great, effective ways. Meal, something like meal, in terms of getting more hydration, I don't personally like those. But like EAs, we say, you definitely drink a lot of that really get myself hydrated. And I used to be in that same boat of getting bored of plain water. But you can definitely use some of those and try the Mios on that kind of aspect. So give you a little bit of flavor over there. I even heard of this company probably what it's exactly called but basically it's like a sniff bug. So your water is plain. But basically at the very top it gives a scent over there. So maybe it's like a lemonade and how your body works itself it's like when it has that scent to all she drink at the same time. It's almost like giving it flavor but it's not actually because it's just messing with your five senses over there. So that's another cool thing that I've seen before and maybe that will work for you. So other than that, there's also other ones, I guess like Prime Energy Drink not all that stuff like Catering Zero that can help you out to really try to go that route. Alright, so how to deal with this stressful environment. So this context question is very, very general and I don't even know what the solution or the outcome this person wants. From that one, how I'm just gonna gotta deal with more stress kind of overall. So when it comes to stress, obviously we want to minimize that so you can maximize your sleep quality or muscle gain or fat loss and just feeling better. Right. So I guess let's go with more of an environment in terms of home wise, because maybe sometimes home could be a stressful environment, wherever you spend the most time at might be that place right if you're at home it's a stressful environment well you got to figure out what's obviously making it stressful right so that root cause And do maybe it's relationship kind of issue with your significant other or your partner or something like that right that's the root cause and if you just try to take a whole bunch of supplements and work out or cope it with alcohol or weed or something like that it could help in the moment but you still have that underlying of the line cause and that's all the solution is dealing with that one no matter how hard it might be that's going to be the baseline right so that's how i like to look at things over there instead so of kind of coping with them Now there's obviously some situation that you might need to kind of process and then overcome itself and maybe it's a breakup maybe it's out of someone close to you passing away that's obviously something you can't really quote unquote deal with because you can't maybe let's say revive the relationship or revive the person dead but rather you process that and then at that time you might do some things to help with your stress, right? So maybe it is taking some like ashwadam or something that bill, maybe it is going for more walks in that sense of seeing the sun in the morning first thing, or maybe it's going for those work that you do enjoy, maybe it's going to chat with your friends or inviting them out itself and hanging out with them because you find that it's something that quote unquote might be distraction, but it's also more of like your mental kind of health and helping with that aspect, right? So obviously different situations, but looking at the baseline of what it really is, probably what's going to be best, right? Now when it comes to those situations, obviously processing the smart therapy stuff now is going to be the best solution, right? Now it might take a long time to process, but if you just ignore the whole thing, like it never happened, it's obviously going to eat up or you subconsciously. And that is another kind of aspect where some people deal with it. Maybe it's binging, right? And that comes a lot in the form of not actually processing what kind of happened, like masking that up with something else, or to distract yourself, and I've definitely been there in the past. before well, on that kind of aspect, so that's so why I could speak from experience. But also dealing with that and one to therapy and learning these techniques on that end. All right, so reasoning behind macro weighing throughout the day, and when should you eat, what portions, and why? So when I mean, you feel theories between more of like macros and how I kind of go about those ones. So if it's like a rest day. Or usually pretty much have all my clients have like no carbs in that one. On that aspect, well, one, it's going to delay the insulin bump over there. Cause once you do have some carbs, it's going to spike your blood sugars. But if you have more fat and just protein at the first meal of the day, you're not gonna be as hungry for a longer period of time. Because once you do have that spike in insulin, that's gonna obviously cause a little bit of a spike in the blood sugar, which is gonna cause a little bit more of the hunger signal, right? So that's number one. But number two, too, as well, is generally we're not going to be moving as much in the morning, too, as well. We're doing a lot of physical kind of activity, despite obviously being resting, too, as well. So that's why a little bit less carbs in the morning. Well, will going to be a better kind of option versus no carbs. I mean, well, no carbs in the morning thing in the meal, right? But the bigger reason is that, like in that glucose level, over there, we're really trying to manage those blood sugar levels, right? So generally, I like to have meals itself when I do the meal, probably on the rest days. For do we kind of have some carbs, or unless someone is bulking up, and they really need obviously more of the carbs. Otherwise, can not just jam a whole bunch of carbs at the end of the day, and then they physically eat. We're be very comfortable. Right, so kind of a balance of those two. Next, for weight well, loss clients itself, like to push back those carbs more towards evening, and that is also psychological reason too as well. Because multiple, if ever, they binge at the evening, but also they board eat in the evening too as well. That's because they're done work, done everything a day and they have like nothing to do with that aspect and they look for things to almost like fill up that kind of gap right and everybody's kind of been there where it's like in one evening even when we're not hungry and these are also some things where the meal pot aspect i can pot it accordingly to minimize that right effect and if you're eating more whole foods whilst you get more carbs in the evening and you feel more full you're not going to likely do that now when it comes down to i'm going to talk about more like different types of foods too as well in the next topic because that is a question well, on the workout days i really like to sign more behind this part it's like going more of like that pre-workout post-workout period so i like to tailor more of the carbs around the workout so pre-workout and post-workout but also maybe like a meal before that do as well well it depends how many overall carbs you have for the day especially someone is bulking i'm gonna feed them more meals with the carbs if you actually allocate that and get that in without someone's cutting down i really like to put all those carbs around those workouts and it's some of the really lower carbs is just like pre-workouts and like the post-workout but generally let's just say some of the round like that play 200 kind of mark and stuff all the calories wise I probably do like a pre-workout pre-workout post-workout have the carbs and also the meal before that pre-workout with all those carbs over there on that kind of range right so we're just really trying to load up and try before the workouts but also after the workout is supposed to maximize the recovery process because carbs help with recovery and with each meal in the day itself, regardless how much meals you do have, you want to have that protein source with it because you just have carbs itself. Your blood sugar level is going to rise and fall, and that's going to mess with your blood level, blood glucose levels. That's going to fuck with your insulin level and make it really hard for you to build that quality muscle and B, lose that fat. Right. So that's going to be a huge part. That's not going to happen just one day, but like a few cumulative days over time, which is a lot more people are diabetic now, too, as well and obese in America is because he, well, just, just your carbs, right? Now we have the fat with that. It's going to slow down the carb digestion a little bit itself, which it can be good, but we're still having that spike, of just that. Now what we want to do is add that protein in there. So we do add a glucose spike because when we do have glucose spikes, it's actually shuttling more nutrients in your body too as well. So we're shelling that protein and that's because protein also will not slow down digestion and with that fat that protein selling digestion a lot a lot more so your blood sugar levels are more stable we're also getting that shuttling and that protein into your bloodstream which is the effects of actually getting that protein synthesis because of the carbs backing up that rate right so it's an extent where you if you just eat protein and fat it's not going to be as much of an extent so it's really unique and how that kind of works over there and that's why bulking two as well it's easier to pack on muscle because you're getting more carbs and shuttle that more and also you're in a calorie surplus, so you do have an extensive energy where your body's able to generate or create more muscle, which is really cool, right? So now other parts of the macro kind of waiting throughout the day, which as well, is like the type of foods, actually, where you talk about macros in this kind of sense. So typically, or sometimes, actually depends on the person itself. If the person's working out first thing in the morning, right away, they might have like a small pre-workout meal, right? And if not even the day before, I'm gonna usually load up their pre- not pre workout but more carbs that last the other day just because it's gonna adjust overnight. you have those stored carbs from the morning so they can work out and have that energy for the next day. right? But now for some other people, it's like I wouldn't definitely do that because we don't want as many carbs at the evening where we're not moving. but there could be effect where the, you know if you first your workout you fasted, or just you know right away in the morning, it's thirty minutes, you only have something small. I would definitely load up some carbs at the night before I your last meal. So you get the extra energy, so you can push it more on the workouts and so you can perform better and gain muscle and really create that body. So there's all unique ways we could actually tailor those macros, also the carbs, and even like pre-workout, post-workout, we're not going to have any fats, just fats. Once again, it's going to slow down digestion. Now somebody can only have that pre-workout meal, say three hours before I might actually include a little bit more fats to slow down digestion. So by the time your workout comes. It's not just all processed through in there, but we're still going to get that energy by the time the workout comes. So I might even put some longer digesting carbs, but for most of itself, i with a 90 minute window, 60 I I'm we can have that pre-workout meal in. I'm making sure we have lower fats, maybe like six grams itself, like 40 in the between range, like 48 grams of fat. So I have just a wee bit. So we don't have that super high bike up in that insulin over there, but we can still have it's starting to a little bit so you do have all the energy for that workout throughout also that makes sense but a lot more is on the blood sugar level especially if you're great at like 20% body fat now when it comes to post workouts definitely living left or none of those fats over there it could be great because you want to maximize that glycogen recovery over there a lot of times i wouldn't have any fats kind of whatsoever and that's because we're in a state where our body's readily available to store even more carbs than normal it's called the super Compensation effect after the workout because you can deplete, the, deplete those glycogen storages. We're able to absorb more of that and right away to as well And if we do get that, we're able to recover better. So it's all the cool terminology, a lot of cool things that I do want to make those planning itself. So hopefully that makes sense. When it comes to the portions and why, I generally like to keep the pre workout post workouts as the bigger kind of meals themselves. And all the other meals are a little bit more similar to calories. That's because you want to maximize recovery, but also amount of energy. You do give for that workout over there, if that makes sense. So hopefully that kind of makes sense in terms of portion kind of sizing to give a little relative reference. Now it comes down to picking different types of foods and why. This is also really cool as well. And this could be a super long podcast episode for that one. I'm just going to give a little bit of examples to get a little contextual thing. So... Let's just say for me, for example, over here, right now, my pre-workout meal is ground bison, rice, honey, and a little bit of green beans as a pre-workout meal. I can't eat protein oats anymore for some reason. It really fucks my stomach and I get a lot of very gassy with it. And that was one of my pre-workout meals before. I was also doing cream and rice. I really can't find that anywhere kind of here. So I'm just doing this one. Feel very energized. I feel strong. I feel great. That's my personal one. But ground bison is fast adjusting because it's ready gravity grab to First up like a steak, right? Steak's gonna take forever to adjust. And it's not gonna adjust by the time I work on it. Don't want that shit in my stomach. Otherwise I'm not gonna be performing as well. Hopefully that makes sense. It's also very, very, very lean. Low in fat, I think it's like, what? Three grams or two grams. when I have right now, or like hundred grams itself. It's very, very lean in that aspect, which also don't put any more fats with that one. So, and with the rice, very fast digesting and easy on my body to reswell well versus like a potato like sweet potato itself very long digesting so i don't want that same see my body unless maybe i have my workout like three hours itself four hours if they like i really can't eat for that time right so rice so the sweet potato and like this ground buys in itself like a steak especially like a fattier steak over there right so i usually have a little of less vegetables for my workout so 75 grams which a lot of meals i have 100 that's just to make sure that that's that fiber itself and not screwing my digestion too too much but I want some of it to as well to help get it through all right so now there's a little bit example over there with the rice versus sweet potatoes also like ground meat versus steak on that kind of side of things so hopefully it makes sense on that end now there's also the route to as well where to each food has their own benefit like for example pineapple in my one of some people's post workout is because it's one more tired carb it's a fruit B, it also actually helps digest protein too as well. So if you have like chicken breast or some other protein as your you know, post-workout, which like you will, it's gonna help break it down further itself and really help that digestion process. So very, very good on that kind of aspect, which is why I put it for a lot of people and it tastes amazing too as well. There's also some other foods like Greek yogurt, which is fermented, which is great for gut health and very high in protein. So it's a very good source, right? Now I might put some like grass-fed butter too as well, kind of like some meals because high like cla and some other kind of vitamins and might not go butter is a great one but it does have some benefits over there and also with the fat to help slow down digestion overall make you feel more full food throughout the day too as well versus if you just hit that protein source like that let's say a vegetable with added a little bit of butter might actually make you feels from full for more longer and has some external benefits right there's a lot of, a lot of like specific foods that have their own benefits to them too as well it's very good like even like sauerkraut when i had poor love my meat first a lot last year oh I me, gosh I like it I actually don't add it to much. it's kind of applied it itself i personally kind of don't really love it but i just eat it itself because my benefit and my stomach doesn't do great on Greek yogurt unfortunately anymore it used to like that is that fermented food of my choice but i usually have some kind of fermented food on something fun but not like all of them. i used to do kimchi for a while too as well i did it for like 40 days straight and i was like no i can't do this anymore so just finding that food that i could tolerate too as well so hopefully it makes sense on different types of foods they all have certain reasons why i could put them there too as well and some of them are just easier to too as well as chicken breast, right versus like maybe let's say some people have a harder time digesting pork right i personally from a dna test cannot really digest pork as well right but chicken breast is more of a general one too as well where it's very high and very lean and i know most people kind of do well with too as well which is why i had it's pretty much a staple which is chicken, chicken broccoli, chicken rice, which a lot of people are good with. So there's a lot of different ways, or even like salmon with high omega-3s also give the good fats over there, but it is a great protein source overall. A lot of small foods, different things. I can implement in people's supplies that a taste great, but also maybe have the benefit or they don't hate through as well. All right, so that was it for the podcast today. Thanks for tuning in to the Lose the Gut Podcast. If you got value from this one and really learned something, I'd want to take it one further step forward so you can lose the gut and finally get your abs. Just DM me on Instagram at Kevin kevinruble underscore towards gut and we can have a conversation to see if how to help you out. Cheers.